is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Awesome Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today talking football. And my, oh, my. You thought the start of free agency was going to be something else. It's like we went through the first batch of the big names going off the board. And then teams go, you know what? We need to get rid of some of these contracts. This guy doesn't want to be here. He's gone. We're done with them. Move it on. It's a beautiful thing, and Trees, I'm glad we have this to talk about because there's so much to go over. Once again, we're on day 11, 12, 10 plus without sports. It's been too long already, but the NFL is making up for it in every which way, and baby, I cannot wait to get into it. Trees, how is a quarantine life for you right now without sports, but just a flood of football news? Uh, so the football news is obviously great. It's- but can't say that I haven't been bored out of my mind without sports. Uh, just, you know, hanging out, watching a whole bunch of Netflix, watching a whole bunch of movies. Um, I did get out on my dirt bike over the weekend, so that's a nice little way of getting out and about. But, I mean, overall, man, it's it's a bit crazy. Um, I will continue saying what a lot of people do, are saying. Stay home. Don't do anything. Like, don't go out unless you absolutely need to. Example, I needed to go out today. I had to pick up something for my wife from, uh, you know, the pharmacy. So you have to do that. But other than that, don't just be going out and hanging out with friends or hanging out with people. You need to stay away and have social distancing. Absolutely. Stay home, stay safe, stop the virus. That's it here talking football. Dude, let's get into Tree Sivia before we die. Actually, before that, let me just hold on. The Netflix. What have you watched on Netflix so far? All right, let's well let's just get into it because I know what you're gonna say. You're gonna ask if I've seen Tiger King. Oh my God, have you? And yes, I have. <laughs> I watched it, brother. <laughs> so, what a fucking crazy story. Um, I will say I thought the second half of the uh, episode six and then episode seven, the last one. We're kind of duds compared to what the yeah. first of it was. So I will say that. Um, man, those guys are crazy. Um, how some of them did not get in trouble at all. I mean, like a guy that literally drove to fucking Florida to kill a woman and then just didn't do it. How does he not get in trouble? Crazy to me. Um, what Jeff, his name's Jeff, right? His partner, the business partner, the Vegas guy. Yeah. 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 Who wears the ripped jeans and the the vest and, and the, the Oakley hat or whatever and yeah, the bandana the, with the bandana underneath it, which is super yeah. weird. Yeah, like he should be um the uh, Karen, right? Karen is her name. Oh my God, can't stand her. Can't stand her, but her and her ex husband for sure had some sort of deal where he moved to Costa Rica. He's not dead. He is he is alive today, one hundred percent. Really? You think so? Yeah, I do. I think that he had enough money that he was like, well, know what? You can have 90% of it. Give me enough so I can go to Costa Rica and start my life and have a new identity, and I'll just move to Costa Rica and have my own life. We can be separate, and it's fine. Like, whatever. For sure, that's what I believe. I, I don't think he's dead. Just left his daughter and mom and everyone without saying nothing? Yep. I think she killed him. I, I think she straight up killed him. And do you think that she fed him to the tigers? Yeah. One hundred percent. As soon as as soon as Joe Exotic was like, Oh yeah, bones can digest due to the amount of acidity in the tiger's stomach, I was like, That fucker's gone. Like he is <laughs> dead for sure. And then oh. when uh Joe Exotic they were talking about her exhibit and before they even got to the point from Joe saying it, it was, I don't understand why she's getting praised for being the rescue center when she's essentially doing the same thing. They are like, he's giving them life and then letting them to be active. She's just bringing them in and waiting till they die. Yeah. So in my mind, I was just kind of like, well, that's a little odd. Like, I feel like that's kind of backwards on how it's being done. And then you learn more about it. But my point with this on Carol she is doing this and moving on with the tigers and only lets people see certain amount of tigers, but it has so much more acreage in the back for others. And that's where her husband went. He went in the back. Nobody was aware of it. 
he's not breeding him anymore. She doesn't have to worry about it. She can call it a rescue center, and she can bring in all the money. She had a f- top plan figured out, and she nailed it. She crushed it. So, I mean, props to that. And you're going to tell me her new husband didn't have any part of it? Ha-ha-ha. Ah, yeah, that skinny old fuck definitely did. I mean, I can't really argue all that, like, because I can easily see it. But I also just think that, like, I think that that dude, her ex-husband, is in Costa Rica watching this, being like, all you stupid fucking people that think I'm dead. <laughs> I'm literally wa- right here watching this shit. And she's making all this money. I would not be surprised if she's just, you know, sliding some cash to him monthly and just letting him live his life. Wow. Hey, I, I didn't even think of it like that. The other guy that I want to talk about, the Doc Andel guy, he's the one that Marquise Goodwin went and hung out with last offseason where he got the picture with the tiger. Yeah. That was his, like, white tiger. Right. And then at the very end, it was like the feds raided his uh, his operation in December, like four months ago, December. That right. dude's been thinking everything's fine, got women doing whatever he wants. Got all these tigers. That dude is screwed. Joe Exotic kind of bust and threw him underneath there faster than hell. I hate. I think I hate that guy the most out of anybody. He he just seems so cocky of like everything else. Like for oh, sure, you're an idiot for doing that. But he also seemed like he was defending Joe Exotic on everything. Like he was friends with them. Like yeah. Like hey, I think this is kind of. It almost seemed like he came off as hey, this is unfair that this is happening with him. But in reality, I think it's because, well, shit, if he's getting in trouble for it, I hope they don't find out about me. Joe Exotic goes to jail. I mean, I'm just giving spoilers like crazy here. I don't care. You should just watch it by now. You should just watch it. But Joe Exotic goes to jail and then rats out everybody. Would you not do the same thing? I mean, yes, but then at the same time, I don't know. I feel like I would try and hope for a way that I'd get out of prison. Yeah, but, like, when he found out that there, he's not, like, like he didn't start ratting people out until, like, he was convicted of all 19 charges. And it was like, yep, he's going away for 22 years minimum. <laughs> and the dude's, like, 60. <laughs> I mean, you want to hear about this Doc Andel guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what else? Um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's very good. Um, I highly recommend it. It's, it's very entertaining and yeah, that's kind of where we're at. It's, it, it's good. Like, it's crazy that like they Netflix timed some things very well. (laughs) I will say that. So good. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Um, let's just get into it then. Yeah. First, I could do a whole episode on a recap of Tiger King. I might just go back and rewatch it and try and get some different point of views with it. But if, back if you to want our... to, sorry, if you want to, we 100% should do a, do an episode in, like next week about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, let's do yeah here. I have two wide receivers that I want to talk to you about, and I want you to tell me who you'd rather have. So player A has played 110 games in their career. They have 8,602 yards, 54 receiving touchdowns, and are averaging 13.6 yards per reception. Okay. Okay, player B has played 111 games. He has 602 receptions. Did you go over the – did you forget the reception part the first time? I don't think you told me. Oh, sorry. 632 (laughs) receptions. I'm sorry if I skipped over that. 632? Yep. Okay. Um, 8,907 yards. 63 touchdowns. Okay. And averages 14.8 yards per reception. Okay, so let me go back over this just to make sure I'm right. Player yep. A has 110 games. Player B has 111. Yep. 8,602 receiving yards from player A, 8,907 from player B. 54 receiving touchdowns for A, 63 for B, 
13.6 yards per reception for A versus 14.8 for player B. And then total receptions, player A has 632 and player B has 602. So player A has more receptions, but lesser stats in every other category. So for me, I'm going to go with player B because it's a guy that you're not throwing to, I mean, literally 30 less times and you're getting a ton more production. You're getting 300 more yards. And what is that? Nine more touchdowns. Pretty good odds there for me. But the fact that they're either that they're both getting 13 and 14 yards per reception is absolutely absurd. Yeah, it is. Right. Like that's that's huge numbers. So you are going to take player B. So that's great. Now let's try to figure out who these players are. And they're currently in the NFL. They are currently in their in the NFL. Yes. Okay, so if they've played 111 games. If you could do me a favor and put your phone like, away. And no, so I, you're was not doing, I was doing the math on how many years they've played. <laughs> so it. they've okay. been in the league about six or seven years. Does this help me at all? Honestly, not really. But <laughs> I'm going to say one player is Julio Jones. Um, No. Is one of them DeAndre Hopkins? Yes. Player A is DeAndre Hopkins. You are correct. Player A is DeAndre Hopkins. The reason I figured that is because when I said player B, the look on your face was like, this son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Now, player B, like uh, Julian Edelman. No. uh, He's not going to have that many receptions per yard. Or per yard. Yards per reception. Golly. Yeah. I do what you meant. Okay, so they've been in the league the same amount of time as DeAndre Hopkins. Is this going to be uh, like... No, 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 that is not true. Oh. But they've got one more game than him. Yep. Okay. So, technically, he, he got drafted the year before, just to be clear. That doesn't help me, bub. Um, is this going to be like a Tyler Lockett? No. Jarvis Landry? No. Do you want me to give you a hint? It might yep. give it away, but I can give you a hint. Same draft class as Julio Jones. AJ Green. Bingo. No fucking way. Yep. Horse, he's had this much production and missed like the last two years. Dude, we went over this earlier in the year, dude. He had one, two, three, four, five, five straight years of over a thousand yards, and then he had nine hundred and sixty-four when he missed three games, and then he went over a thousand yards again. And then the not last year, but the year before, he was at 700 yards in 10 games, well on his way to 1,400 yards again, and then didn't play. Dude, A.J. Green is elite of elite, and I will take him on my team any day of the week. I don't care that he's been injured the last year and a half. Hence why the Bengals are taking second in the AFC North next year. Wow. I mean, they, fuck, they they better. If they don't, that's a disappointing season, or the Browns or Steelers were just incredible. Yes. Aside from the Ravens. I'm not overlooking the Ravens. Hey, if you guys have been listening, you know that I just got all four teams in that division pretty freaking quick. Look Good at for us you. Go. Look Good at for that. you. That fast. Pow, 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 pow. It's the Gatorade, let me tell you. <laughs> So, A.J. Green has got one more game, a ton more in, in production-wise, except for receptions. Yes. And the crazy part about this is, A.J. Green's been injured the last year and a half. Bengals' new coach comes in and says, hey, I still want him here. Franchise tag him. What's yep. fucking Bob do? We'll take a second rounder and a shitty running back with a crappy contract. Bring him on over. Yep. God, he's such an idiot. Such an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So there's Trusivia. Um, Let's not forget how good A.J. Green is, was, will be this year when he has a, you know, a new offense to play with, new quarterback to go with. I mean, he was elite with Andy Dalton. He will be just fine with somebody like Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's going to be good. Like, I, a lot of people are going to be like, well, duh, he's going to be a first-round pick. Like, hopefully he is. But I think he's going to come into this offense with Zach Taylor. Joe Mixon at running back. 
the Bengals have a really good receiving core. They have Tate. They have the Eckerson, the little white dude that reminds me of a Julian Edelman, Wes Welker type player. Tyler AJ Boyd. AJ freaking Green and Tyler Boyd. That's a hell of a setup for a rookie quarterback to come in with an offensive-minded guru coach in a defense whose defensive line got better this offseason, which we think is the strength of their team. We know they're going linebacker in the draft. And then you fix your secondary. Yeah. It makes sense. It, Dang, it makes I'm excited. Sense. I'm Me excited. too. You want to know – and sorry, this is a little out of uh, – order here but i'm just going to get to it since we're talking about the Bengals. you wonder who they're not going to have that tyler. we talked about no they'll have him for a while uh tyler eifert tight end um and that is because he just signed with the jacksonville jaguars which Did this go ahead this happened about an hour ago and i gotta just pat myself on the back here because if you didn't see it this morning i tweeted out hey robbie anderson just got high uh taken by the Panthers I think now that the Jags might focus on somebody in the draft for wide receiver and then focus in on two other positions those two positions tight end running back and I said one know what they're probably going to go after two spots and no not to replace Fournette but they just need depth there I saw that look um they I said they're probably going to go after people that Gruden knows to get familiar with his offense already and then I said Two names that come to mind, Tyler Eifert, Chris Thompson. So one already down within like four hours of my tweet. So uh, when Chris Thompson signs in the next couple days, hopefully, fingers crossed, you know, we'll just see how that goes. Look at you go. <laughs> Look at me. You, you got a beautiful <laughs> mind, dude. <laughs> I try. I try to make it work. So, all right. So, sorry. Off of the topic there. We will go back up to the start of our rundown now. Um, so, this happened literally the night that we podcasted. <laughs> I actually thought about us hurrying and jumping on and doing, like, an add-on for 10 minutes just to talk about <laughs> it, but didn't. So, we actually talked about it last that last episode that the Eagles are the perfect fit for Darius Slay. Yeah. They just are. They desperately need one after seeing what everybody else is going for, including a player like AJ Boye, even though that was more of a salary dump. It's like they, they're going to be able to get him for pretty cheap. And they literally hours after we got done recording Eagles go get Slay for a third and fifth round pick. What are your thoughts on this? I think it was smart for the Eagles. I think they got him cheaper than probably what they expected. Um, in all reality, I thought the way Darius Slay handled it, I mean, we talked about it in the last episode on how Trufant goes there and he's like, hey, congrats. Hopefully this speeds up my trade process faster. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. The Eagles needed this. I think they because they lost Jenkins, they're also going to be going and looking for a veteran type safety leadership role and a guy that has ties with Doug Peterson, the head coach, Eric Berry. Guy that didn't play last year. Who knows if he's coming back? Who knows if he's even making a return to the NFL? I haven't heard anything of any sort, but I do have a feeling that if they're looking for a veteran corner or a veteran safety, excuse me, that might be somewhere to look. There was reports about three weeks ago. It was like right. It was like right around the combine time that they did say that Eric Berry was ready to make a return and he really needed that one year off. So. Um, that would be interesting, and that would be a hell of a get for him, um, mm-hmm. getting that veteran in there. And obviously, uh, Slay was drafted when um, their DC was the head coach at for the Lions, so there's that history as well. So um, uh, Jim Schwartz, to be exact, so yeah, just so yep. knows who I'm talking about there. Um, so he was drafted there um, when Schwartz was the head coach, so they already know each other and everything, and knows that he can fit into that defensive scheme very well. So. Awesome for the Eagles. I think that that's fantastic. Again, going to just keep making it harder and harder for me to choose anybody but the Eagles for the favorites in the NFC. Um, there's one other team that we'll talk about that I'll that we'll talk about here shortly. That's probably the favorite, but um, Eagles. I mean, I think they're in a really good spot right now. So next, a player that we've been talking about a lot um, about possibly getting traded. Turns out nobody wanted to trade for him. So what did the Rams have to do? They had to just release him. 
And that is Todd Gurley. So how the mighty have fallen. Uh, two years ago, we were talking about him being literally the best running back in the NFL. And the Rams were so smart for drafting him, you know, 10th overall. All this. McVay and him are just the perfect combo with Goff. And here we are. Gets released. And about, what, 14 hours later, he goes home and signs with the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. Good good for him to sign with the Falcons. Uh, yeah. Like, my my question is, is a running back ever going to get paid again? Like, is no. Saquon Barkley going to be the last running back we see get maybe a buttload of money? Here's the deal, though, and given I know how talented he is, but if Barkley in one of these next two years gets hurt again and misses more time, there's going to be question marks on that, right? Like if he gets hurt yeah. twice in his rookie year and misses games, and I know he only missed like three games last year, but I, I'm just saying like that's going to put it into effect. Like Gurley is the perfect example of getting hurt and then still getting paid, you know, getting paid and stuff. So like mm-hmm. if somebody's missing time, like you're not going to get that top dollar if you're missing time. So, who tough, tougher running backs in the future than the Rams. What are you doing from here? Uh, I guess we'll see. They drafted the Memphis running back, Henderson, right? Yes, they did. Yeah, and, and you were a big like, fan of him. I was, and they still they still have Brown as too, Mac Brown um, as well, and they really like – the Rams really like him. Like, he yeah. actually got more carries than Henderson in the first half of the season. So, um, but yeah, I think Henderson really does break out a little bit. I saw some stat that he had like fifth most broken tackles last year and he had like less than 70 total rushes or something like that. So I could see him doing very well. Very true. Ha ha Clint Dick signs with the Dallas Cowboys. Thoughts on that, Mr. Trees? I can't believe how cheap it is. One year, $4 million. Like, that's shocking to me. Great get by the Cowboys. They need it, and you get a veteran like that for less than $5 million? I think that's only only a positive for the Cowboys. Yeah, I don't think he's awful. I mean, I think this is – I'm just surprised there's not, like, a market for some of these guys. Yeah, it's shocking. Dude, defensive players have anything but a market this year. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, like, even the – like – all like all defensive players. This isn't just secondary. No, Clowney hasn't been signed. Yannick Ngakwe oh, hasn't been hasn't been traded. I saw. I think Yannick. I think that's gonna wait till the draft. Right Me before. Too. I mean, just that's so much of a Frank Clark type situation. Agreed. From last year, but oh, where was my point here? I saw that Clowney wants all this money, and teams are like looking at twelve, thirteen million dollars a year. And yeah. it was just stunning to him. Can you imagine going into free agency thinking you're going to make 18, 19 million a year and you make six or seven less? Yeah. So the, the Dolphins offered him a contract, 17 million per year, day one of free agency. And he said, no, I need 20 million. And then that's why they ended up going and signing. Um, sorry, who was the defensive end that they signed? Now I'm having a brain fart on it. But Van we know who I'm no, well, oh. that's linebacker. But anyways, so who they went and signed. So now it's like, holy shit. Like my best offer was $17 million, which is $3 million less than what I wanted. And now I'm getting $3 million, 2 to $3 million less than that in offers. So yeah, about 5 to $6 million less. It's absurd to me. And I'm sure it is to him. Um I think there's going to be a team that is a contender now that might be able to find a way to get Clowney. Like you would think that like it was going to be, and I'm not saying the Dolphins are going to be bad again because I actually love what they've done, but like the Dolphins were not in the, that top tier. I'm talking like playoff team from last year, or a team that just barely missed the playoffs. Yeah, Shaq Lawson is the name we were looking for. Thank you, Shaq Lawson from the Bills. Yes, exactly. Yep. So, um. It's gonna be it's gonna be surprising. Um, I also think that like you know like someone like the Eagles or someone like that is gonna. I mean, and maybe it's just because Yannick's been playing games on uh, Twitter and Instagram lately. It's actually honestly becoming a little annoying. But uh, like he just keeps <laughs> tweeting and like posting pictures of like 
Philadelphia, like Trent Cole, and like because he really wants to go to Philadelphia, so he just keeps tweeting out pictures or Instagram pictures of like Philadelphia cheesesteaks and all this stuff. That like, would be huge for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, they would be scary. So, um, moving on, uh, this one is going to be near to you, um, because of the division rival here, but the Broncos go in and snag Melvin Gordon for a two year, $16 million deal, 8 million a year. And they're just saying, let's go. You and Philip Lindsay splitting that workload, you know, Freeman's getting traded any moment here. Um, honestly, probably for a sixth or seventh round pick. Yep. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because I think he can bring a value to a team if given the opportunity. I think he's kind of one of those guys that's gotten screwed in Denver along with Philip Lindsay. But now you throw Gordon in the mix, you have a surefire running back, a guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield and make things happen, keep it alive. This is amazing for Drew Locke. If you're Drew Locke, you probably couldn't ask for a better setting. Uh, a top-tier tight end and Fant, Sutton outside, and now you throw Gordon in the backfield. Your offensive line's getting rebuilt. Hey, I guess we got to give props to the old QB, old Mr. Elway. Dude's actually put together a freaking team here that he's kind of drafted and then built around from there. I mean, yeah, dude, we got to give him props here. This is good for the Broncos. This is good for the AFC West division. We have people talking about how the Broncos are the, you know, the what what's a, what do you want to call it? Like the quiet team that's going to be making noise out of the AFC West. I think yeah. that's kind of bullshit. We hear that about every team. I mean, if Cam Newton goes to the Chargers, which we'll get to here in a little bit, excuse me, that's going to be just absurd on that discussion as well. And everyone's going to forget, like, hey, Kansas City Chiefs won a division the last four years and just won a fucking Super Bowl. Still sitting here, bubs. Yeah, exactly. So where do you think – I mean, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here. Freeman, where do you think uh, somewhere would be that he could fit? Detroit or Miami? Detroit or Miami? No, not Miami. Oh. They just signed uh, Howard, right? Miami, Miami did. Miami yeah. did. Correct. Yep. Detroit, carry on Johnson and Freeman. Yep. Could see that. What if uh, Arizona wanted to go that route? Since they don't have David Johnson, they have they have Kenyon Drake. Maybe they want somebody behind Kenyon Drake. Maybe somebody with a little bit more pop. Yeah, but I think that's Chase Edmonds. I mean, he he's more of a receiving back, though. He's yeah, a little guy. That's true. But you're right. That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, do they need to go somewhere with uh, the Panthers behind Christian yeah. McCaffrey? That would be excellent, especially if they don't know what they're doing at quarterback, aside from Teddy. If he gets hurt, what are we doing? You can't just be going McCaffrey the whole freaking year again. Yeah, exactly. All right, moving on. Um, Eric Ebron, finally a tight end out there. And this was a couple days ago. And he gets signed um, two-year, $12 million deal to the Steelers. Getting Big Ben a tight end because he really likes throwing to tight ends. I don't know if there's another player in the league that I think is a better fit for this color scheme. And I don't know why. Like, I think Eric Ebron being in that black and yellow is excellent. Like, I saw a jersey swap. Like, he looks excellent in the uniform. I think he's going to be great in Pittsburgh. And wherever Pittsburgh goes, I think it's going to be awesome. I think they're going to be a team that we're all really overlooking. Their defense is better. Big Ben's coming back with the healthy elbow. Hey, look out. We're looking the Steelers. You said the Bengals are placed in number two. It's going to be hard to get past the Ravens and the Steelers in that division. It 100% is, and I'm not overlooking the Steelers. I think they're both going to be very, very good. I just like the youth of what the Bengals are going to bring. But, um, yeah, don't overlook the Steelers. They very much could make the playoffs next year, 100%, especially with seven seven teams. Um, moving on, this one was just very surprising, um, and it shouldn't have been, but it was. Um, and this is probably now the favorite in the NFC, and that is the New Orleans Saints. And they just signed Emmanuel Sanders to a two-year, $19 million deal. Um, that's a steal for them. Absolute steal. Like, that's excellent for Drew Brees. Not only do you have Michael Thomas, you add in a receiver who runs excellent routes. He might not be the fastest guy. I guess that's what Ted Ginn's for. 
But you throw Emmanuel Sanders in here to run a perfect ground is going to be exactly where he needs to be. This offense is going to be terrifying with Kamara out of the backfield. Yeah, it, it's going to be awesome. And then you still have Jared Cook, who had a fantastic year. Is, oh, excuse me for forgetting him. Yeah. Holy shit. So, yeah, <laughs> weapons for days on that offense. They were going to be they were going to be very fun to watch. That's for sure. Um, another wide receiver, Nelson Aguilar, leaving Philadelphia and getting signed with the Raiders. Uh, seems like a very Raider move. Get like a a veteran wide receiver, not top notch, but can make some plays. There's going to be other plays that you're sitting there wondering, like, what the fuck are you doing type thing. Like, it just kind of seems like a very Raiders pick right there. I mean, very much so. A guy who's fast and can't catch. Welcome to Oakland. Welcome to Las Vegas now. Just yeah. welcome to it. We ain't changed a freaking bit. The Raiders are going to Raider. Good for Nelson Aguilar getting paid again, getting paid some more. Just catch the ball, man. Not yep. against the Chiefs, but just catch the ball. Uh, next, <laughs> Deion Lewis gets – Gets on moving down to New York, over to New York from Nashville. Good for him. Signs a one-year deal. I think that's going to be excellent for him. You come in at behind Saquon Barkley, you're not going to get a ton of carries. Go have some fun in New York, man. Walk, like, Hang out with Saquon Barkley. Be amazed at the size of his freaking legs. I still am. I saw a video of him the other day doing some challenge, and I was just like, that's unfair. Like, I don't get how your legs are that nice. Yeah. I One, I agree. And two... He is going from being next to Derrick Henry, who's just this giant, massive <laughs> human, to now he's going to be standing next to Saquon, where his legs are bigger than just Deion Lewis, just his whole body. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be interesting. But really, though, I, I like it. I think that obviously Saquon's a great, you know, back in every aspect, can catch it, can do whatever. But like you have Lewis who now you can go and be a little bit more creative. You can, if you want to give Saquon a few breaks on a third down, you have a very, very capable third down back who can pass protect and run routes. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think it's a great fit. And I think Dion Lewis and at this point in his career will be a guy that keeps signing one year deals with new teams, basically every, every other year. So, yeah. which is not a bad thing at this point in his career. Um, Seattle, Seahawks trade a fifth rounder for Quentin Dunbar. So we talked about how Dunbar wanted a trade a little bit ago. Um, this was right before free agency started. And um, Seattle now pulls that trigger. And again, with the uh, not a lot of value and a lot of very good defensive players, just late round picks. Uh, this is a freaking steal is ultimately what this is. How Seattle has landed Diggs and Dunbar for the amount, like the trade capital that they gave away, is a steal. They're going to be so good next year. That secondary is going to be stellar. Dunbar, one of the top-rated corners last year, underrated type guy in Washington. Man, good for Seattle. Their general manager, that boy can finesse some trades. Props to them. Props to Dunbar. Have some fun. It's going to be an exciting time in Seattle next year with that freaking defense because they are going to be so good. P.J. Walker, moving on from the XFL and going to Carolina. This is exciting to me. This is a dude who tore it up and not just you know going into a league where there's not talent. I mean, there was plenty of talent. There's several guys from the XFL, QB-wise, that are now in the NFL. Uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks quarterback to Tamu, I believe is how you pronounce his name, signed with the Chiefs as well. But P.J. Walker going to the Panthers, I think that's a great fit for him. If, let's say, Teddy does go down, P.J. Walker is going to be the guy that steps in, and I think he's going to do well. He had a shot in the NFL before. I don't think it went as hot uh, as he had hoped for. Goes to the XFL, tears it up, would have been the MVP of the league this year. Dude, this is good for him. I'm excited to see how this plays out, and hopefully he tears it up in preseason and ultimately leaves Matt Rule with the decision of, do we go with Bridgewater or do we go with Walker? Yeah. I mean, the the great news is actually for the XFL that players are getting signed this week. Like, that's a very good sign. So, um, you know, good just overall. It shows that it's it's working and it's worth it, and then it shows that, yeah, players, you can – if you're not in the NFL, you can go to the XFL and you can have that opportunity to – to you know shine and you know an nfl team show uh end up signing you so that's good um sticking with the panthers um kyle allen guy that started 
majority of the games last year. Uh, he ends up getting traded to the Redskins, to his former head coach, uh, for fifth-round pick. Uh, overall, I mean, that's great, right? So he was, sorry, was Kyle Allen undrafted last year? I think he was undrafted, right? Or was he a seventh-round pick? I, I can't remember. Seventh-round pick. Seventh-round pick? Yep. Either way, great value there. Um, obviously, you, you improve it by two rounds, three rounds, and um, you also already know that he's not your guy. And you'd already signed PJ Walker. So, you know, he wasn't even second in line. So getting a fifth round guy for basically a third string player. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. And I think this is more of an insurance policy for Ron Rivera, getting a guy that he knows, a guy that he's coached, been in the, been in the meeting room with. If things don't go well with Dwayne Haskins, you have a guy here to back him up. You'll be just fine with Kyle Allen for the time being. Next, Jimmy Smith's going back to the Ravens on a one-year deal. Therese, this is a team you're kind of a closet fan for as well with the Redskins, or excuse me, with the Ravens. Yeah, I said Redskins. We were just talking about it, but I meant the Ravens. Team you're quietly kind of a closet fan for. Thoughts on Jimmy Smith returning, sir? I mean, it just goes to like what made me that closet fan last year, why I chose them to win that division when nobody else was, and it's because their defensive backfield was just fantastic and jimmy smith was a big part of that that reason back uh last season and a one-year deal it's a great prove it deal for him uh go in be fantastic again and he'll get a big time deal next year even if it's not with the ravens so uh i think it's great i think that defense is going to be the best in the nfl next year um it's going to be hard to argue that they're not going to be with uh them keeping judah bringing in campbell obviously the defense line was good uh you know, linebacker can always get better there, but their their defensive backs are just super solid at this Stellar. point. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, yeah. Question for you. If you had to move on from the Jaguars, are you taking the Bills or the Ravens or C other on your next favorite team? Um, not the Ravens. Really? Uh, yeah, even though I like what they're doing and everything, I just feel like if I was choosing another team, I wouldn't go. And maybe that's my problem. Maybe I should choose somebody that's good. Like that's the point of being a fan is so you choose, you refer to a team that's good. Um, but like, maybe I felt like I would feel like I'm jumping on the bandwagon a little bit. Um, bills I could see, I could see that for sure. But if I had to, out of those, I would probably say see other. I, I don't know why. I just see you being a Ravens fan. I could just see you all decked out in the black jersey with the purple outline numbers. Just like, go Ravens. Yeah. Well, I'm not a jersey guy, first off. Um, but um, I could see myself in some black and purple, though. That's fair. That's as long fair. as we're on the same page there. Yep. Travis <laughs> Frederick retires. Center for the Dallas Cowboys. Only 29 years old. Hey, does this is this one of those things that catches the NFL's attention with another young player, another young stud deciding to end his career early? Is that something if you're the NFL, you're kind of going, man, what do we got to do to make this better for some of these guys? Or are you just kind of like, hey, we're just going to go off with these what these guys are saying. They know what they signed up for. They know what they're playing. They know the risk and the understanding of it. Frederick, who's been dealing with off field injuries, um, He's the player that had uh, kidney issues, right? Sat Correct. out for a year? Yes. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, maybe this doesn't fall in the NFL. It just follows on his personal health and making the right decision for him and his future for him and his family. So, good for you in that fi- um, in that realm of things. I wish you the best going forward. Have a great retirement career. You've made generational-type money. Go enjoy it, bub. Go and freaking enjoy it. Yeah. So, and just to be clear, it was an immune disease, right? Like it was for, uh, affects his, his nervous system is what it was. But like, for me, that's more of what this one was. I don't think that this is a Andrew Luck or Patrick Willis, Luke Keekley, where it's like the game just beat me up so much, which I'm sure it did. He's a center. He's going to get, you know, beat up every single game. But I actually do think this had to do with like his actual health of something that football did not cause. So, um, good for him though. Um, 
that does put a hole in that offensive line. I do know that they had a good backup um, from when two years ago when he didn't play. I know their center did actually do pretty well. So I, I'm sure the Cowboys feel comfortable this year going with him. But at the same time, I mean, it is a downgrade. Like Travis Frederick was arguably the best center in the NFL. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't say it's not a downgrade. That's for sure. Yep. Um, one that I kind of mentioned earlier, um, and that is Robbie Anderson. Uh Signed with the Panthers. A little disappointing for me. I kind of was hoping that he would end up with the Jags. They tried to trade for him last year, so I was hoping they would find a way to make a deal. And this is kind of the deal I was thinking they would he would get, a $20 million deal. Uh, I think this one is he's getting 12 or $13 million year one, and then it's like eight, seven, eight the year after. So he's getting more paid up year one. Um, but, like, that's fantastic for him. Like, the, the bigger question is, is what's going to happen to Samuels? Like, is he going to be okay just being the wide receiver three in that offense? Because I kind of don't see it. I He's going to have to, I guess. I don't know why they would go after Robbie Anderson. Uh, I think you're fine with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. I think you're looking for somewhat of a bigger body type receiver. Um, so I guess with Curtis Samuels, he's just primarily going to be the gadget type player. I mean, he's going to be the guy coming off sweeps. You know, maybe running screens to him as well, but DJ Moore does excellent that with that as well. It's kind of a tough spot for him to be in because I mean, I glad I'm glad you brought it up because that's where my mindset was as well. Yeah, I mean, Robbie I would Anderson, not be surprised if they tried. He would. I feel like Robbie Anderson would be better in Jacksonville with DJ Shark on the other side, Robbie Anderson, Chris Conley just being whatever, and then DD Westbrook. Agreed. I think it'd be, it would have been a perfect combination. It really would have been. So uh, I'm a little disappointing there, but that's all right. Speaking of something else that's disappointing, uh, <laughs> Peyton Manning turning down Monday Night Football. <laughs> disappointing for every football fan, that's for sure. I mean, absolutely. I just don't know why you did. Maybe he just doesn't want to be in the booth. You can't tell me it's not enough money. You're going to tell me $20 million a year to stand in a fucking booth and travel? Football games is not enough money? Get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, yeah, had nothing to do with the money. I think it's strictly being in a booth. Um, I mean, there have been reports that, like, he doesn't like having to say anything negative about a player. And on Monday night, you're going to have to at some point. You're going to have to, you know, have the hard conversation or people are just not going to like you. You know, like, you're going to have to be like, hey, that player – needs to do this better and uh there are reports that like he just doesn't like saying anything negative about football players so which is good for him you know moral wise but if you're espn you're kind of sitting here looking at yourselves like who the fuck do we put in the booth yeah they're i have no idea what they're gonna do they should they're gonna have to bring chris Berman out of retirement and just be like i hope you, you can do what you do on uh on you know Sunday night countdown, but for uh, four <laughs> hours. <laughs> You're gonna be um, calling freaking Madden. No, seriously, that'd be rough. Um, okay, the big news, uh, which we kind of brought up already, which is Cam Newton getting released. Um, nobody would trade for him, and now he just can choose where he wants to go. Uh, the question is, is what teams want to bring him on? There are reports that today he did have a physical done and everything, and he passed all that and came back healthy. So that's good considering no teams can bring anybody in. So he needed to have that somebody sign up to like do that for him and show the results that he is fully healthy. So good for him. But we talked about this last episode, I believe. Like where, like where does it fit? And like the kind of the only option right now is for most people are, is the chargers. And I know the chargers said no to a trade and maybe that's because they felt confident that nobody else was going to trade for him. And then they can still sign him at a lesser deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in a position with Cam Newton on exactly what you asked. Where does he go? I asked that this morning when he got released, I said, what are some potential landing spots? Is it going to be the chargers does it eventually end up being the New England Patriots, which would just be crazy to see Cam in New England? Uh, I had a guy named Matt Barr has his own podcast, Fourth and Gold podcast for the 49ers. Great guy, great podcast. Love him to death. He mentioned the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, Trees, I don't know if you saw this interaction, 
But I was like, what about Big Ben? He goes, you know what? He's been teetering on retirement anyways. Just let him go. Could you imagine if the Steelers let go of Big Ben, where he would go, and then Cam Newton in Pittsburgh? So I'm going to ask you this. If you have Big Ben, excuse me, Cam Newton for the L.A. Chargers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the New England Patriots, where do you want him, or which do you think is the best fit for him moving on with his career? Uh, the best fit would be, I would say the best fit would be the Chargers um, or the Patriots. I actually think the Steelers would be the least out of that. And that's just because of the style of play that he wants to play at this point. I think he needs the, I don't, the more weapons. Um, I know that the Steelers do have some good weapons, but like, Juju like kind of showed last year, and I know he wasn't healthy the whole year, but showed that maybe he can't be the full number one guy. Where like Keenan Allen seems like a wide receiver built for like a Cam Newton, like the shorter routes, a throw that's off target by just a little bit, you know that he's still gonna pull, you know, pulled in. Uh, you get Eckler out of the backfield where he, Newton can just dump it off just like how he did with um christian mccaffrey Mm -hmm. and then if he decides hey i gotta throw it deep you have somebody like mike uh williams so i just feel like the weapons are just perfect for him in uh la and then obviously for the the best the best thought is probably with belichick because he's the master at whatever your weakness is we will make sure we don't do that whatever your strength is we will do that over and over and over and over so Honestly, the best fit might be with just Belichick, um, but weapon-wise, I'm going to say the Chargers. I'm just going to stick with the Chargers for both. I mean, I don't know if you brought it up. Hunter Henry, I mean, we saw what Cam Newton did with Greg Olson. You put Hunter Henry in that mix with the receiving weapons and Austin Eckler out of the backfield, rebuilt offensive line and a stud defense, Cam Newton's going to have a hell of a time in Los Angeles. His style's already there. We know he's going to love it. The L.A. Chargers just rebranded. They did a better job than the Rams did. I think that's going to sell tickets in the new stadium. I think that's a perfect spot for Cam Newton is to go to Los Angeles, play with the Chargers. You're in the powder blue and yellow. Strike some lightning on these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, I just got carried away there. Flip or set going to Seattle. Talk about a receiving quarter with speed. DK Metcalf 4-3. Philip Dorsett, 4-3. Tyler Lockett, 4-3. Just 4-3, baby. Thank you for spilling that in. Yeah. I was That's really what my plan was. It wasn't me forgetting. It was wanting you to talk and look 100%. at you. Yeah. Finish each other's sandwiches. But Philip Dorsett to Seattle, I think this is a great spot. I think this is good for Seattle. You get a veteran-type player in here, a guy that will go up and contest the ball, can play special teams and make a difference for your offense. This is going to be good. They also re-signed Hollister. They brought him back. So Seattle's offense is going to be just fine. The running backs stay healthy. They're going to be good next year, dude. It's going to be – I'm so excited for football. Like, there's so many teams that are going to be so good next year. It's going to – my question is who's going to suck? Yeah. No, it's going to be awesome. And the draft is just going to be that much more exciting. Like, the draft is going to be crazy because, like, nobody's going to be there and stuff. Like, it's going to be, like, this weird, like, how does this draft even work? Uh, is it Skype phone calls? Like, it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. Um, another one, and I got to just say this just because it's a Jags pick. Uh, Rashawn Melvin got picked up from the Jags one year, $2.25 million. Great little signing there. Um, I think it's just a great depth pick. I know that the Lions were wanting to re-sign him and stuff. So he's been a good player for uh, them and the Patriots. And then uh, Perryman. After literally like an hour after uh, Rod uh, Rodney Harris or geez, I can Robbie speak. Anderson, Robbie, Robbie Anderson. I was going to say Rodney Harrison for some reason. Robbie Anderson left. They end up signing Perriman to a one year, eight million dollar deal. So um, good little signing for them. But I mean, it's still a downgrade, in my opinion. I think Robbie Anderson's a better player. I don't know what the Jets are doing. Me either. I, don't I think will. The Jets know what they're doing right now. I like, think they're just in a spot of like, Joe Douglas has got to be like, dude, you guys have screwed me here. Like, don't fire me over trying to fix whatever else has been done because this is sucks. 
Like, what are they going to do in the draft, man? They need, like, old. They need defensive line. They need wide receiver. Like, they have just so many needs. I think they have to go receiver and offensive They have line. to at this point. They have to. With, their, with pick 12 now, like, they have to go wide receiver, right? Like, just pray to God that the best Take one Judy. falls to them. Yeah, Take pray to Judy God that Judy. The, uh, in front of the 49ers? Because if Judy goes to the 49ers, you guys – I mean, the NFC is fucked again. Honestly, though, if the Jags don't go offensive line, I actually, now that they've kind of, like, signed some other defensive tackles, which we didn't talk about, but they're just less. Like, they they signed a lot of defensive tackles, and they got a linebacker now, and they missed out on Anderson. I honestly think the Jags could go wide receiver at nine now. Really? Yeah. So you think they go Judy at nine? And let's say the Jets, CeeDee Lamb? Yeah. And then what do the Niners do? Do they go Henry Ruggs? Do you, though? Like, do you want that much speed on your – I don't – I don't know, right? Like, that I, like, might be like – That would be a stupid question of mine. Do they want that much speed? Like, yeah, that speed's going to be nice, but are you valuing his type of talent right there at 13? Right. Yeah, that, that, that'll that be a tough one for them. So um, that's going to be interesting. The exciting part is – very soon we can start talking about the draft a lot more. We've now, I think we got probably like one more big wave of uh, free agents that are going to get signed. We'll probably talk about that. And then we'll get into the draft about a month right before it's, you know, it happens. So that'll be nice. Um, but um, also something that just happened. You guys chiefs just re-signed your fullback. Anthony um, Sherman. Let's go. Anthony's, the old Shermanator. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that's a big signing for you guys, though. Like, he does a lot of important things for that offense. Yeah, huge special teams guy. Does great blocking downfield for the run game. Is effective in the passing game as well. Hey, that's awesome. I'm happy for that. I just, I'm just now seeing it too. So. Yeah, it just literally just happened just a few minutes ago. So I just got an alert for it. So, all right. Um, I think that uh, that really does it for us again we hope you all stay safe and i mean we'll keep bringing you guys the content as it comes in and again we'll start doing probably some mock drafts we'll start breaking down some of our favorite prospects and you know we'll start doing all that stuff in the coming weeks so uh again we appreciate you all and tonight we've been talking football